You're listening to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Emily. I'm Ben. We're part of Your Future is Our Business, which is a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students ages 10 to 18 explore careers by connecting them to adults through programs such as college and career expos, career panels, and other work-based learning activities. You're listening to our show, What to Be, where we interview and highlight the career journeys of inspirational people in Santa Cruz County. If you've ever thought, hmm, how did they get that job? Or what is that job really like? Then keep on listening. We would like to remind listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future is Our Business. Please note that information provided during this program does not reflect this career in its entirety. And today we're joined by Krista Kramer, who is a radiology technologist with Dominican Hospital. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, what it is that you do and how you got into your job? Yeah. Um, well, it's been a long and winding road, for sure. I graduated from Aptos High in 1991. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a Bachelor of Science degree from Cal Poly in Animal Science in 96. I then joined the Peace Corps and moved <laughs> to Panama. And then I started doing field biology down in Panama for various universities, the Smithsonian, and things like that. Um, I did that for years, but I was not making ends meet. And when I came home, um, my old college roommate had married a radiologist, a physician, uh, who worked at a hospital over the hill. And uh, it was actually him that mentioned the two-year radiology technologist program. And um, I was curious about it. And uh, I looked online and found that there was actually a program at Cabrillo in Aptos, where I lived. Oh, wow. I couldn't get any more convenient than that. Yeah. Um, so I signed up, and I did the two-year program and have been doing it ever since uh, 2005. So you were an undergrad at that point with a biology degree? I had graduated, yep. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So after that point, was there any more training or...? Uh, so the uh, because I already had the prerequisites for the radiology tech program, okay. I was able to slip right into the two-year program. Cool. If I didn't, if I was starting with just a high school degree, I would have needed to do the two years of prerequisites, you know, the, all your science and math and English that you'd get an AA mm-hmm. degree in, which you could get at any community college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the two-year uh, x-ray program is t- totally separate. Okay. And then yeah. were you able to become one like right after the program or did you have to? I didn't even have to fill out applications. People were coming to me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you work with, like, x-rays and MRIs and stuff. Yeah. Can you explain kind of for, like, a layman, like, how exactly yeah. they work? That's a um, question we get pretty frequently, especially because I do um, CAT scans, mm-hmm. and it looks similar to an MRI. That People often want to know what is the difference between a CAT scan and an MRI. A CAT scan is a 360-degree x-ray machine, um, and MRI is magnetics. So they're totally different technology. You do have to have an x-ray license to do either. Uh, x-ray, CT, or MRI, Um, but they're just used, they're different machines used for imaging different things. Um, MRI is just really good for super fine detail things like a tumor on your pituitary gland in your brain, really tiny, high detailed things. CAT scan is a lot faster and cheaper, Mm. so people will usually go with that first um, if it's something that can be diagnosed with CAT scan, but it does involve x-ray, so that's a Mm. consideration as well. And what's a day of yours like if you could take us through a typical day? Well, to be honest, that's one of the things I really like about my job is there is no typical day. Mm. You absolutely have no idea what is going to happen on any given day. My shifts are totally 
all over the board. I could start at 7 a.m. I could start at 3 a.m. I could be working at midnight. So it's very irregular. But I actually like that because it means that I never have to take time off for an appointment. I work odd hours, so I don't have to sit in traffic. Um, I don't have to commute over the hill. So those are all positives. But once I'm at the hospital, um, my job is to acquire images to help a physician diagnose um, whatever is ailing the patient, be it a stroke, be it a broken bone. Sometimes I'll end up in the operating room. We have a a machine called a C-arm. It's live moving x-ray in real time that the surgeons will use during their operations to see like how the hardware fits over, you know, particular bone. Yeah. And do they, can they create a 3D model of that in real time too? Uh, Not in real time, but after the fact, yes. Mm. But we frequently will do that with CT. If a patient has a a really bad break, they'll send them into CT and then we can uh, manipulate all that data afterwards and spin a 3D image of the bone to see like how exactly it's broken. And in something like this where it, it seems kind of almost black and white, like when you're, where you're looking for something, it's either there or it's not there, what kind of challenges do you deal with? Well, luckily, that's usually the physician's responsibility. <laughs> I just have to acquire the images. Cool. Um, but a good tech is a doctor's second set of eyes. Right. And, and the very rare instance that you see something that they might not have, they actually really appreciate it. You bring it to their attention. Super rare. But the other thing is, if you see something that's really an emergency that no one knows about yet, because you are the first person to see what's going on, Mm -hmm. a good technologist will recognize that and bring it to the physician's assistant so that it gets to the front of the line, because they could have 50 things waiting to be read. Can you give us an overview of your, like, duties or responsibilities for your position? Yeah, um, patient care is the the majority of how I spend my day. Um, I pick up patients from the ER and bring them over to radiology, do their imaging and take them back. We have patients that are really sick that need to come on a ventilator from the ICU with the nurse and respiratory assistant. They all come trooping down the hallway into radiology, we'll get their imaging and send them back. Other times when the patient is even too sick to be moved at all, like a you know a little baby that has only been born a couple of hours ago, we have to go to them. Yeah. And you know the nurse does most of the handling because it's such a specialty thing, those teensy, teensy little newborns, preemies. Um, but we'll even take x-rays of those tiny little babies. Wow. So, and do you use like a really special, like super low super radiation? Super low technique, yeah. You cover their little rear ends with lead. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But yeah. And with patient care, what what is that like? How do you deal with socializing and dealing with patients in that way? Well, I have to be honest with you, the majority of our patients in Santa Cruz County are not easy uh-huh. patients. Yeah. It's pretty rare that we get someone who is like in their right mind. <laughs> rare. <laughs> wow. Yes. Uh, the the homeless population is um, uses our ER a lot. Oh, and as we said, you, you're at Dominican Hospital, which yeah. is kind of like the nucleus the of hospital. Yeah, yeah, in Santa Cruz. Yeah. So yeah, so we get everybody, everybody who yeah. doesn't have insurance, everybody who's on the street, yeah. um, people who are having um, drug overdoses, you know, all of those things, and everybody comes to radiology. So it requires a great deal of patience, and you you do develop skills. In learning how to deal or in how to assess who is pulling your leg and who mm-hmm. isn't. Right. But that just comes with time. Are, are, are there a lot of situations where a patient has to be like removed? Rarely removed, sometimes restrained, either oh, okay. chemically or physically. Okay. But those, I mean, I. I don't want to dissuade anyone from considering a job because of this. This is this 
particular hospital on our particular population. Yeah, unique situation. Yeah, right. Yeah. So speaking about radiation, uh, are you worried about exposure uh, yourself, and how do you minimize that? Um, it's definitely something I am aware of. We. I don't have it on right now, but we have a badge that mm-hmm. we wear that's a film badge, and it monitors how much x-ray you're exposed to, and we turn it in at the end of every month, and then the company sends back a report. So you have a you know, lifetime report mm-hmm. of how much radiation you've been exposed to. Uh, so lifetime as an accumulated... Yeah, every, your jobs, if you move from hospital to hospital, they keep your... Oh. your um, dose reports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you Makes can sense. always request them to mm-hmm. have, keep them yourself. Is there a particular kind of procedure that is the most powerful or the most dangerous or like takes up like a whole yeah. room of radiation? Does that happen? Well, in the operating room is when you would get the most exposure. Oh, okay. Um, because you have to be in the room yeah. with the patient with the equipment and it's running live. Um, so, like a regular x ray for a broken bone is like a millisecond. Mm-hmm. Of radiation, but when you're in the operating room, it's whole minutes mm-hmm. worth of radiation that's it, happening. So for everyone in the room, it's kind of everyone fighting, fighting against the clock. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's part of my job is mm-hmm. to minimize the amount of radiation that's being used and to alert the physician if um, oh, we're approaching a five minute mark. That's so, the, oh, is that the the max like is a, five minutes? It's not the max, but there's an alarm that goes off at five oh, okay. minutes, just saying, "Hey." But you're the one watching the clock, yeah. basically. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And then if you were to hire someone to replace you, uh, what like qualities would you look for in a candidate? A strong stomach. <laughs> um, a macabre sense of humor is good. Flexibility. Uh, appreciation of uh, an irregular schedule. Um, to me, that gives me freedom, but some people don't like it just because it's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, honestly, a willingness to um, help. You know, the reason I do my job is because... I go home every night knowing that I did my small part to make someone get better. Right. Um, so it's a meaningful job, and, and I appreciate it because of that. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Ben, and I'm joined by Emily. We're speaking with our guest and learning about their journey to becoming a radiology technologist. And are there any like misconceptions that people have about your job or... Probably just that it's easy. All you have to do mm-hmm. is go and push that button. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's actually very physical. We do a lot of heavy lifting. The equipment is big and heavy and awkward. And you have to be able to problem solve and think outside the box when you have somebody who's had a pretty bad trauma or you know, so severely broken bone that you can't move. You have to figure out how to get all these different pictures mm-hmm. anyway, even though they can't move. Yeah. And then in CT, which is my specialty, um, you have to be super detail-oriented. There's just, you know, probably 100 steps you have to go through to get from the start to the end of an exam safely and and, um, get the best imaging for that patient. Is it the kind of thing where it's like, if you don't do this one step perfectly, if you don't notice that one thing just right, you know, you can miss that one small thing, which will mess up the whole procedure. It could. Depending on the step, yeah. Right. So I think you said you were in the industry for 20 years or so? Uh, Since 2005. Oh, 2005. I'm sorry. Uh, So about 14. Yeah. And um, can you tell us maybe how the industry has changed since 14 years ago? Yeah. um, The biggest change was that we switched from film to digital. So yeah, when I first started, we had to learn about the chemicals used for processing, you know, Kodak type films. Um, Did you guys have a red room? A dark room, yeah. A dark room. Yep. And that was a job that no longer exists, a dark room tech. There was Mm -hmm. some poor soul that stood in the dark (laughs) all day long running films. Yeah. 
So none of us were sad to see that go, I have to be honest, because the smell of the chemicals was pretty toxic. Uh, I and, see, I see. Um, it was slow. Like, if yeah. you had to go, you know, to the farthest corner of the hospital and take a portable x-ray and then troop all the way back to the department, run your film, only to find out that the person had a necklace on. You have to go back up to do it again. Oh, Whereas now, it's all digital. So you push a button and boom, your image is right there on the screen in front of you. You can make adjustments much more quickly. We're happy to see the chemicals gone. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do you deal with patients that might not be very cooperative? In the case of a baby, um, (laughs) they're not cooperative because they don't understand. Mm -hmm. So honestly, you just have to gently restrain them. In the case of somebody who's on drugs, there's no reasoning with them because they're not in their logical mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would go to the ER nurse and request some sort of a sedative or if there's a patient who, you know, like an outpatient who's just afraid mm-hmm. and not cooperating because they're scared, you have to be able to identify that as well. And oftentimes just kind of stopping and slowing down and asking them if there's anything that you can do to, like, make them more comfortable or if they have questions that are they scared of the machine? Like, what is it about this process that's making you so agitated? Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will, like, open up and say, oh, my gosh, I'm just so scared. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I can work with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that more common than people would think, that people are afraid of x-rays and getting x-rays? Usually not so much just a plain x-ray, but the, the CAT scan uh-huh. is a pretty big machine. And if you have never been in, in one before, it's intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, so I totally get that. Um, how how long is like an MRI or a CAT scan? Like how long does it usually take? So a CAT scan isn't very long. It might be five minutes. An mm-hmm. MRI could take 45 minutes over oh. an hour. So And the MRI is really noisy, so people mm-hmm. don't like that. And the tube is really small mm-hmm. and contained. Um, CAT scan is more of a big donut. Um, <laughs> so people are usually less fearful of that than the MRI. So mm-hmm. was MRI the one where you kind of see them, they're lying down, uh, horizontal, and then they're kind of like slowly led into the. That's probably machine. CAT scan. The MRI, oh. they just push you in, and then you just stay in there. Okay. Yeah, the okay. table doesn't really move in the MRI, except for to get the patient inside the tunnel. Okay, I see. Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. Do you have any like interesting stories from your job? So I had this very ancient and diminutive Mexican grandmother come into the ER once for a really bad headache, mm-hmm. and she had this very elaborate headband wrapped all around her head and her hair. I I do speak Spanish, so I asked her in Spanish if she had any metal on her head because Mm -hmm. that will disrupt the images and make them non-diagnostic, non-readable. And she said that she didn't have any metal, but that she had papa in her headband. And depending on the inflection of that word, that could mean father, it could mean potato, or it could mean the Pope. Right. And so I was not sure which one of those things she had in her headband, but I couldn't imagine any of those things in her headband. (laughs) And so I asked her again, and she kept saying Papa, and finally she started to unwind the headband, and sure enough, she had two big slabs of russet potatoes stuck to her temples. So all I could figure was maybe that is like an old folk cure for yeah, headache. Did she say like why they were she how they got there? stuck? Yeah. She put them there. Oh. She she felt that it would alleviate her headache, but obviously oh. it hadn't worked since mm-hmm. she was in the ER. Mm-hmm. But um So did she glue them or how no, are they she stuck? Just, she just put them 
on her head and then wrapped the headband around oh. really tight. That's what the headband was for, was to hold the potatoes. But when she took off the headband, did they fall oh, they off? they were wet, because she had oh. sliced them, like, big, you know, long-wise. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was two big, wet slabs of oh. potatoes stuck <laughs> to the sides of her head. Okay. <laughs> I guess that didn't uh, work out for you. <laughs> I don't think so. Can you tell us maybe about a time there's ever been a turning point in your career? Like, have you ever wanted to quit? I have quit several times. Really? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, one of the benefits of my job is that it's in high demand, especially once you have experience and I'm um, bilingual. Oh, yeah. So I could get a job anywhere in the country. And um, I kind of find that after about five years, I need a break. Okay. Because it is emotionally draining. You see mm-hmm. a lot of things that are difficult. So I've quit twice. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I quit once and took a seven-month around-the-world trip. And then I quit again for my 40th birthday and took a year off just doing things on my bucket list. Oh, wow. Um, and have so far always been able to come back and get another job. Mm-hmm. Do you know that you'll go back to your job as like a radiology yeah. technologist? Yeah, for okay. sure. So it's never been like a quit, like you're done. It's just no. like you need a break yeah. from it. Oh, yeah. okay. Interesting. I was going to ask, does the medical industry, this is kind of more broad, but does the medical industry, they must expect that now, right? They expect burnout and they expect people to take leaves or do they, do they accommodate for that for you? Or well, is that kind of something you have to be more, you know, I haven't had with? anybody willing to just let me take a long leave of absence yet. So that's why I've quit. Right. Um, but like, let's say you're coming up on 10 years or something mm-hmm. of consecutive service no one your boss wouldn't say something like hey they don't check in on you or they don't say like do you need no, to take you have to do that yourself yeah yeah the one thing i will say about dominican though is that they really do give you um quite a lot of vacation time so i've found that to be really helpful like i seem to always have six weeks of vacation on the books is that kind of how you um, balance your work in? it is so yeah. i my i mean my friends who don't work in radiology, like, gosh, you are always traveling. How is it you are always on vacation? (laughs) Um, So that for me, that's really helpful to keep me compassionate and, you know, my feet on the ground with the work that I do is to to make use of that vacation time. Yeah. Yeah. And then what would you say is the most stressful part of your job? I'm sure there's a good amount, but. (laughs) You do have to be able to build sort of an emotional wall mm-hmm. in this job because you do see a lot of people that are hurt and a lot of people actually die that kind of thing for the most part I have to say like my wall is pretty good and mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me that much except for little babies mm-hmm. yeah little teensy babies um I had one it was a couple of months ago that was um shaking just shaking all over from head to toe just this big the tiniest little thing and so I was talking to him as I was getting him ready for his x-ray saying, Hey, little buddy, are you cold? We need to get you warm. What's going on? And his nurse said, no, he's going through withdrawals. Oh, uh, my goodness. Oh, gosh, that's not fair. He yeah. didn't choose that. Wow. That was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, is there something you can tell us that you've learned or gained from this job? Yeah. it's It's been a really good career choice for me. Mm-hmm. It was my previous job I re- in working in field biology. I really liked it, but I also kind of felt like, you know, I could be replaced tomorrow and no one would care. Like yeah. No one would notice. What I was doing wasn't really making a huge difference in the world. And with the job that I have now, like, I don't have to worry about that. Like, I feel really good about what I do. I know that I'm easing somebody's suffering, you know, helping make people better. I get a lot out of that. Yeah. And then it's also allowed me to 
pay my own way and be single in Santa Cruz, which is a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Like that's not easy to do here. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. That's yeah. no small feat. Yeah. And um, for those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD, 90.7 FM, Santa Cruz. I'm Ben, and I'm joined by our other host, Emily. We're speaking with our guests and learning about their journey to becoming a radiology technologist. We would like to remind listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or your future as our business. Information provided during this program does not necessarily reflect this career in its entirety. You mentioned a lot about traveling and taking time for yourself, but how else like, do you maintain like, a good work-life balance, especially with you know, odd hours and stuff like that? Well, I work four days a week, so I actually don't work full-time, and I do that by choice mm-hmm. um, because I feel like working four days a week is enough to pay my bills and still save, but it also gives me a really good work-life balance because mm-hmm. I have that extra third day to do the errands and whatnot mm-hmm. and then have two days to like really relax yeah. and play and for me because I work inside in the I don't want to say the dark but radiology is not known for having windows sure. <laughs> um, I am outside a lot when I'm not working I'm out trail running or cycling I'm outside all the time and that's for me is really important I feel like that's interesting because I feel like most people in the medical world they that's like something they struggle with is that work-life balance so yeah it's interesting how yeah. people like it's, good. It. it's yeah. good to see that there are careers yeah. in that field where yeah. you're not yeah. sort of so bound to that career yeah. that you're just never sleeping. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, that, and I have been <clears throat> offered um, a variety of other options because once you get an x-ray license, you're not tied to just doing x-ray. Like you can go ultrasound, MRI, CT, you can do nuclear medicine, PET scans, you can branch off in all mm-hmm. these different directions. And um, I have been offered several times uh, an increase in pay and regular day hours if I would do this one path, which I might yeah. say. But um, I turned it down because it would mean five, six, seven days a yeah. week and right. call. And even though it would be more money, I would lose my work-life balance, and I'm not willing to give that up. Mm-hmm. Wow. When you were younger and you were still kind of in that biology path, what was there something that happened or something that happened inside of yourself that made you want to take more of the um, medical and like more ethically inspired? Yeah. yeah, there were, I mean, two two things that were had been sort of eating away at me. And I sort of briefly mentioned both of them. But one was that I wasn't able to make ends meet. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like um, having to rely on the kindness of others to make it through the mm-hmm. world. Like that just was not... Sustainable. I guess that's something you wouldn't expect with anything that's scientific or STEM or medical related, something like a biology consultant. You probably wouldn't expect that. But even with a master's degree in biology, and actually that was what I when I was making my choice, I was deciding between a master's in biology and doing the X-ray program. Yeah. And when I talked to the people who were doing X-ray and the people who had a master's in biology, it was clear. Right. I would be able to take care of myself if I did the X-ray program. Not so if I got a master's, I'd still be probably working two jobs and like barely making ends meet with a master's in biology. But then the other thing was this that, uh, I mean, biology is important, don't get me wrong, and I still love it, but um, I just, I really appreciated in the medical field how it's just so clear and imminently obvious that what you're doing is helping. Mm -hmm. Needed. You you can like see it. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then what is something that you wish you had known when you were starting out in your career Something that, you know, you wish you would have known. Well, I don't really regret anything, but it, it took me a long time to find this career path mm-hmm. just because I never thought about it. I didn't know it existed. Yeah. So, I mean, if, 
if someone was coming out of high school, there was no reason why you couldn't get your AA uh, or your AS from a junior college and then explore. I mean, there's so many routes. There's not just radiology, but then there's like phlebotomists, so the people that draw your blood. There's medical assistants. Those are the people that bring you, when you go to your doctor's office, they bring you into the back room and take your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. All of those things require, honestly, minimal training for the amount of, I mean, they make a good wage. Mm -hmm. You can work full time and have full health benefits and save for retirement with really a minimal investment in Mm -hmm. education, really. You don't have to be a doctor and go to school no, for seven years. you don't years. have to be just a doctor or nurse. There's a bazillion <laughs> yeah. other routes in healthcare. Oh, that's interesting. Because yeah. I feel like when we think of like the health services and medical fields, most people just think of doctor, doctor or nurse. nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so, there's so many other things. Yeah. And uh, is there anyone at work that inspires you or helps the day flow a little bit better? Well... I think I would like to give a shout out to my favorite radiologist, um, Dr. Rodriguez. He is the most caring physician that I have come across in my time mm-hmm. doing radiology. Um, he talks to the patients and to the employees and to everyone as if they were his equal. He does not talk down or talk over people's heads. When we're doing a procedure, he's constantly checking in with the patient to make sure that their pain is okay and if there's anything he can do to make them more comfortable. And he's just a really good doctor. Mm-hmm. And he'll take the time too. Like if he's super busy and I have asked him right in the middle of when he's doing something, I read this in this report and I don't understand it. Would you explain it to me? He'll stop and he'll pull up images on the computer and explain how he saw what he saw, which in the end makes me a better tech. Mm-hmm. So he, he's a he's a great doctor. I really appreciate him. What would you say is the most rewarding part of your job? Being a part of this big group of people that are working to make somebody well, mm-hmm. you know, to make somebody not hurt. Um, it's good to see, you know, when somebody comes in and they're like, you know, in this horrible situation, pain, whatever, to walk out and be fixed. It's really pretty cool. And, mm-hmm. and does that often happen within the same not so fast usually but yes it does in the end happen like seeing the start of them coming in with an issue and then leaving yeah Yeah. better at least wrapped up yeah (laughs) does that happen like every day you're at work where it's like oh i saw that person last week and they're looking great now or uh it happens regularly regularly yeah yeah Yeah. and it's especially when we are following an oncology patient a cancer patient Mm -hmm. it's really nice to when they come in and you find out that they're doing really well and there's yeah. no new disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like all patients kind of have like the same procedure? Like I'm sure, or is it different? Cause I'm sure a baby gets x-rayed differently than like yeah. an older person yeah. and the, you know, a teenager is probably different than like an adult. So how does yeah. that, um, well, like... we have pretty smart equipment now mm-hmm. and, um, there's these things called photocells inside what used to be the film. Mm-hmm. And, um, it basically measures the amount of radiation that's coming through the patient and lets you know when it's received what it needs to make an image. So it's, it's the computerized um, films, basically. So you are unlikely to over-irradiate someone because the computer can tell exactly when it's had enough radiation to make an image. Yeah. Is there any last, uh, last words you'd like to leave us with for our listeners? Well, I would say if you're considering a career in healthcare, that um, you should 100% do it. You know, whatever path, be it radiology or lab or respiratory, whatever it is, it's a good choice. I don't think you regret it. Okay.
All right, then. Well, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Yeah. And thank you to all of our KSQD listeners for tuning into today's career story with your hosts, Ben and Emily, on our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Krista Kramer, who is a radiology technologist at Dominican Hospital. And if you have any questions or like to share your career story with us, send us an email at whattobe at ksqd.org. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays or stream online at ksqd.org. Thank you for listening.